Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors, Episode 13. This is covering the date of July 18th, 1992. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I'm your host this week, solo dolo style. Um, couldn't come up with a, a guest right this instant, um, you know, scheduling conflicts happen. Dave is on hiatus right now, brother dude. Uh, he did the job, so uh, he'll be making a hot comeback probably soon and then doing the job again. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so Dave's on uh, vacation right now and uh, well-deserved for him as he produces a episode of Kicking Out of Two every week right here on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find us on any podcast app by searching Retromania with a W or joining in the fun on Facebook by following us on Facebook at Retromania with a W or on Twitter at Retromania Pod or writing to us if you have any uh, requests or if you want to be a guest in the future. Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. Um, all that can be found on uh, any any podcast app. Just search Retromania. We are there. Google Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, Podbean has our archive there and every episode of The Origin of Attitude, Hulkamania is Dead, which will continue soon, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, and the back catalog of every single episode that Dave has done of Kicking Out at Two, that's 50-plus episodes, that's 140-plus episodes on our stream just on our stream, that's hundreds of hours, about 300 plus hours of wrestling content and uh, podcasting for your ears. So, much <clears throat> so, without further ado, please like, share, rate, review, subscribe because it helps us grow. Um, well, usually on this episode, I do a little quiz about. Um, the song that's hot for the week and the movie that just came out this week. Since I don't have a guest, I won't really do that. I mean, Baby Got Back is still in full effect. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot just mixing it up and butts are big. Uh, I mean, you know, they're a big thing right now. Y you get my gist. Anyhow, this episode of Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors is going to be a little different because guess what? Spoiler alert. There is no episode of WCW Saturday Night on the network. I don't think one aired. Maybe uh, scheduling conflicts as well. So uh, wrestling and Retromania <laughs> have a little bit of comedy. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do a little something different here. I'm going to start right off the bat with watching WWF Superstars and just commentate and do a watch along while we uh, while we have that going in the background. It'll be 45, 43 minutes and 40 seconds to be exact. So if you want to join along and watch with me, you can start and sync up at the same time. Otherwise, just stick along for the ride. It'll be fun regardless. You don't have to necessarily watch. I run, dang, I run things down pretty clearly, so uh, hang in there with me. All right, let's do this. Go to the WWE Network, search In the Vault, Superstars, July 18th, 1992. July 18th, 1992. There you go. You got it? All right, cool. You're synced up. We're going to do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. When I say zero, 
hit that fucking play button. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Oh, it's on. It's WWF Superstars. Hulk Hogan ripping the shirt off, Big Boss Man, The Natural Disasters, Not the Mountie, Shawn Michaels, Paul Ellering, Jimmy Hart, uh, the tag team titles, Bret Hart doing a backbreaker. You know, the, the, the normal intro. They they haven't gotten rid of Hulk Hogan yet, but they're um, definitely keeping these guys who they're pushing for this time period hot and in the front. Ooh, we got an added bonus of... Uh, some Macho Man and Ric Flair there, too. It's National Space Week, everybody. Don't know what that means. We're going to hear a bunch of uh, superstar puns, I assume. Is he spaced out? Does he, Vince, do you mean he's on drugs? Maybe. We'll see. Mr. Perfect talking to us about SummerSlam right now. London, England. Yeah. First time Wembley Stadium. From Venus all the way to Uranus. Very good. Thank you. Sweet. We're going to announce the main event. Ric Flair is going to be in action. Big Boss Man as well. And the Mountie. He's not the Mountie, though. And the British Bulldog. Not cracked out entirely enough. Big blonde hair. She cut it curled back. Oh shit. The natural disasters coming out here. Typhoon first. Earthquake following shortly behind him. John Tenta. Ooh, who are they going to destroy? Oh, nice little Hasbro's right there. Earthquake and Typhoon Kid holding them up. Dwayne Gill and the Brooklyn Brawler. Wow, two legends uh, teaming up here. What a classic tag team match. I mean, this is a dream tag team match, if you will. Uh, let's get ready for this one. Wow. The natural disasters are hot, hot, hot at the time. Um, I mean, they're one of... Behind LOD, I think probably the biggest tag team in the WWF. At the time, yeah, who's going to be in the main event, Vince? That's what we want to know. Earthquake bounces Brooklyn Brawler off the rope, goes for a clothesline. Brooklyn Brawler ducks, tries to hit Earthquake with clothesline, does nothing to affect him. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn Brawler gets a big atomic drop. And then a clothesline, Dwayne Gill gets tagged in. He tries to attack Earthquake. And now we get a picture-in-picture -picture promo of IRS and Money, Inc. Yeah. Two bozos is what they call the natural disasters as uh, Earthquake stomps on Dwayne Gill wearing him down right now and Typhoon gets in the ring ooh ooh back breaking stuff here from Typhoon to Dwayne Gill just 
putting him over his knee over and over again, breaking the back. And on commentary, Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon are talking about Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage possibly being the main event for WWF SummerSlam. Oh. Vince McMahon says it has to be what Jack Tunney and the commissioning committee want. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Typhoon holding Dwayne Gill in the corner. He already made the tag to Earthquake. Double smush in the corner. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler comes in to try to fight off Earthquake. Whoa, they put Brooklyn Brawler in front of Dwayne Gill. Now Typhoon squishes both of them in the corner. And Earthquake runs and squishes them. Wow, that looked so dangerous. Go. All right, Earthquake, huge power slam to Dwayne Gill. Cuts his throat, stomps around. He didn't really literally cut his throat, figuratively. You know, did the symbol for it. Earthquake bounces off the ropes, squish onto Dwayne Gill. Now Typhoon bouncing off the ropes, huge splash. One, two, three, that's it. Natural Disaster is picking up another victory. That kid got those toys for free sitting ringside. That's what they did. They just handed out the guys who were going to be there and then had a kid hold them up, and he went home happy. Now we go to WWF Magazine with Mean Gene. Update. Sorry, it's not WWF Magazine. That's WCW Magazine. Uh, they got a fall and winter catalog coming up here, and the party's here. There's a bunch of uh, Hulk Hogan stuff, uh, wrestling, merchandise for birthday parties. Great. Yes. Thank you. Let's hear me. I gotta call my cable provider. Into your living room. And folks, I gotta tell you, across the pod, they're having a dickens of a time. They're going absolutely wild. Well, as wild as the British ever get, that is, with SummerSlam fever. SummerSlam fever? Dude, bro, what? Uh, we are getting a visual of the Ultimate Warrior, British Bulldog, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan posing posing for some British photographers and now we get Harvey Goldsmith a British promoter it's not the major event that they do Wrestlemania is the major event that we do SummerSlam yeah Wembley Stadium uh, man they should go back there right I mean how, August 31st Monday night what a different time it was, too. Monday night for a pay-per-view. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
And by the way, we're going to have all parties wow. in face to face right here next week. What a big announcement. The Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage are going to be the main event for SummerSlam. Can you believe that? Wow. We are back from a commercial, and in the ring is Glenn Ruth. Uh, <clears throat> that's Thrasher, everybody, and he is wearing an elbow pad on his tricep. Weird. He's going to go against Ric Flair. You remember this dream match of, dream match of Thrash and Ric Flair, don't you? No? Oh, well, let's get to it. Thanks, Tony Chimmel. Look at the look on Ric Flair's face, says Vince. Um, Danny Davis is actually still refing here. Ric Flair coming in, slapping Glenn Ruth three times in the face. Okay. Glenn Ruth with some uh, tri-colored or multicolored tights. Um, not the thrasher that we know yet. Uh, Ric Flair blacking, backing him up into the corner, giving him a few chops to the chest. Woo! Throws him right over the top rope. Ow! Takes a big bump. Ric Flair out behind him. Danny Davis holds him off. Now Mr. Perfect giving Glenn Ruth the boots on the outside. Ah. Uh. Ric Flair gets Glenn Ruth and hooks his cheek and he's got his finger in his mouth and he shows the camera real close up, backs him up into the apron and gives him another two chops, a punch in the face or the bottom of the jaw. God damn, nobody can throw a better punch than Ric Flair at the time right there. Uh, Mr. Perfect nails Glenn Ruth in the side and throws him inside the ring. Ric Flair backs up to the ropes, stomps in the face of Glenn Ruth. Fans are eating this up. They hate Rick. I did too as a kid. I was never a Ric Flair guy. I fucking, he made me hate him. Um, and now I see what he did. And it was great. Picking away again at Glenn Ruth's teeth and his mouth. Good stuff, Rick, I assume. Now stomping down Glenn and choking him out with his boot. Rick keeps choking Glenn and then jumps up into the referee's face and screams woo. Mr. Perfect continues to choke Glenn in the uh, with with the referee's back turn, Danny Davis. Now Rick picking up Glenn, backing him into the corner. Is he going to give him a chop? Yeah, he gives him a chop, everybody. And a punch. Another beautiful punch. Chop, punch, chop, punch. Mr. Flair grabs the arm of Glenn Ruth, gives him another chop. In the center of the ring, Glenn Ruth falls down to his back. Ric Flair backs up, gives him a nice knee to the temple. I love that beautiful knee that Ric Flair delivers to people. Um, and then sets him up, grabs one leg, hits him, twists it. Gets that figure four leg lock on, and you cannot tell me that Ric Flair has never won a match with the figure four because we've seen it synonymously week after week on this program. Ric Flair wins the match. Mr. Perfect comes in and holds the hand to add extra 
holds the arms of Glenn Ruth to add extra tension on the figure four. The bell continues to ring. All right, so Ric Flair now getting up onto the second rope. That's Brett's rope, actually, buddy. Oh, drops that perfect knee right on uh, Thrasher. Jeez. Uh, Flair now picking up Glenn Ruth, giving him a nice chop, and Glenn Ruth falling back to the canvas. He and Mr. Perfect standing tall in the ring. There's a sign that says Rick Who, R-I-C, Who. Yeah. Ooh, we go to Event Center presented by Ico Pro with Sean Mooney. SummerSlam's lineup, considering yeah. the number title holders passed, I do not believe he is going to let the insert pass without retribution. Elsewhere in singles action, no superstars more adept at delivering punishment than Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter now with the promo. Let's listen to this. Crap. They go USA number one, Sergeant Slaughter. You're the best. You're back. You've got your country back. Whether it be to a little school that I go to, a hospital, wherever it might be, people come to me and say, keep going, Sarge, but look out for that mountain electrocution machine. Well, I'll be watching that electrocution machine. Don't worry. It's a dildo. And you had better watch out for me, Monty, you royal mounted maggots, because I'm coming after you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of that machine of yours. I'm coming to destroy you, and that's an order. And here's to my fans. He's not afraid of that machine. Slaughter has often been referred to as a complete fighting machine. A complete idiot as well. Throughout his career here in the WWF, he has been cited for unparalleled valor in the ring. Unparalleled valor in the ring. Have been cited for contempt. Oh boy, the Nasty Boys have a promo now. You got it, Jimmy. You're telling him. Hey, there's one question everybody's asking. Hey, who's going to get nasty size next? Well, High Energy, you're on the list. LOD, you're on the list. And Natural Disasters, you stick around long enough, you might get an armpit too. <laughs> Don't you understand? The Nasty Boys take no prisoners and they show no mercy. So LOD, Natural Disasters, High Energy, why don't you take a walk down in Nastyville and see what it's all about? Because you know what will happen to you bunch of goose. You'll all get nasty-sized. Nasty-sized. Yeah, um, did we ever get Nasty Boys and Natural Disasters? Not sure. We'll see. Uh, down the road here on Marking Out the Days, uh, we go to a commercial with WWF Superstars, and we will be right back. Oh, we get primetime wrestling this Monday night. It was a recap of Rick Martell against Bret Hart. Rick Martell does a cartwheel to counter Bret Hart off the rope. Bret Hart hits him with a hard clothesline, knocks him out of the ring through the middle rope, his rope. Then we flash forward. Shawn Michaels comes out. Rick Martell is gearing up for putting Bret Hart into the Boston Crab, and Michael's just casually walking to the ring. We see him in the background. He circles around the ring. Um, he's too sexy for that vest as well. That's what he has on the back there. <coughs> I guess he came out, and they previewed that. 
All right, we are back, and in the ring already is Dave Milson. Thanks, Dave. Not not you, Dave. The other Dave. You know what I'm. You you get what I'm saying here. Oh shit! It's meat sauce. It's Virgil, everybody. It's Virgil coming out over like Rover at the time. Why? 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 He's trash. He is garbage. Uh, well, whatever. Let's see how he does in this match. He's celebrating and man, he's flamboyant. He's in the jungle. He ran the rumble. Oh shit! We go to a side by side where um. It's Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect, and uh, Vince McMahon is appalled by the actions of Mr. Perfect. Why? You know who this guy is. He's been wrestling for a long time. He's a devious dude. Anyhow, wrist lock from Dave Milson to Virgil. Always fun. Uh, Wrist lock back and forth. Virgil. What's his feud? What's his story right now? I mean, he came off of like three years of battling the uh, Million Dollar Man. And then the story with Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper is not involved right now at all. And Virgil is just floating. He's going to eventually... Oh, my God! Dave Milson just fell on his fucking head. Oh, God. Uh, That backdrop looked dangerous, everybody. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, Take a look at that again if you want to. Holy shit. He fell right on his head. Damn near broke his neck. Good job, Virgil. Good job, Virgil. Okay, Virgil with a top rope plancha. Interesting. Um, he nailed it. Uh, I I was going to say, I guess his feud, a kid is taking a picture. With, he's got like that little razor camera that's like uh, thin as a phone uh, nowadays. Wow. Very cool. Kid in about 30 years. Just wait. Dropkick, shitty dropkick by Virgil. They had to cut the camera so you didn't see the uh, lack of leap that he got there. Side Russian leg sweep. He's working with the Russians. He's a bot. One, two, three. He wins. Virgil, meat sauce and all. Fans go crazy, though, because they love his history. That's right. And he hasn't really been killed or, uh, you know, destroyed yet. His character is still strong. So... We'll see what happens. Maybe he will test the likes of Yakazuma. They recap where... Oh, my God, Dave. Dave fell right on his fucking neck. That looked so deadly. And then they do the recap of the other moves. Wow. Sorry, Dave. Not you, Dave. The other Dave. Um, Oh, sweet. Meat sauce. He won, everybody. Now we go to Sean Mooney in the event center. Let's hear what this prick has to say. Considering Ric Flair's past exploits and sinister demeanor, I would predict the latter. Just like the former champion, the Beverly Brothers have a flair for wreaking havoc in the ring. The dangerous duo is standing by with their manager, the genius. And furthermore, if you are quite ready, the genius presents the Beverly Brothers. Well, Animal and Hawk, and my penis. Legion of Sissies, you couldn't cut it against the Beverly Brothers. So you go back to your roots, the alleys, the gutters, and there's a pile of rubble, and you find an old childhood friend. He's from Minnesota. Rocco or Rocco? Rocco, I guess. <laughs> 
You know when I talk trash, I, I, I usually talk about your car and your parts, but because I'm from the Midwest, it's not as, uh, it's not as, uh, yeah, it's not as, uh, it's not as hateful. Sorry. That you back to your roots. Fucking Minnesota fools. AWA in full effect, everybody. The genius not sucking his dick this week. Back up their words, and considering Legion of Doom's usual response to verbal taunting, they may soon have to. In singles action, El Matador is one superstar who will never say anything he isn't willing to defend with his last breath. There's so much happening in the World Wrestling Federation now, more than I've ever seen it. And El Matador is right in the thick of things. And there's a lot of wrestlers that I have no like for. I'm talking about the likes of Shawn Michaels, Mr. Arrogance himself, the model Rick Martel, who goes around with that pump. And I am ready that for pump. any one of those wrestlers who think they're better than <coughs> above everyone else. You mean the two guys you'll only feud with until you end your career? In the World okay. Wrestling Federation, in order to survive, you've got to have it all up here in the mind. And I guarantee you, the training the Metador went through has helped him. Yeah, hey, Tito, listen, we like you as a wrestler, but what we're going to do is uh, Vince got this idea. He he wants you to be trained as a bullfighter. Uh, oh, fucking what? Uh, a bullfighter. Um, Vince said it would be better for your training. I'm not sure. So uh, they sent fucking Tito Santana to a bull training class, everybody. And coming out now... Another transition into a horrible gimmick at this time. Reep, 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 repo man. It's repo man, everybody. Mm, I repo that man. And he's going to go against Fred Smart or Brad Small. Fred Smart? I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a Repo Man match. Bet you he ties him up at the end. Uh, Repo Man starts off hot with some punches, throws Fred or Brad into the corner, and laughs hysterically. I hate the Repo Man, everybody. If you can't tell, I hate the guy. Um, Chopped to the throat from Repo Man. Laughing again. Okay. Body slam. Nope. Backbreaker from the Repo Man and throws Fred, who looks like a piece of garbage at the time. Yeah. Leg drop from Repo Man. Who did the leg drop, dude? Brother. Brother. Dude. Brother. No. Oh. Oh, and then he chokes the guy over the top rope. All right. Ropo Man. Oh. Backs him up. And uh, why didn't they call him Ropo Man? Well, I, I, I get it. Repo. He repossesses things. What a villain. Mm, chops, I guess, to the throat from Repo Man. This match is horrible. I'm sorry, everybody. Stand by. It looks like it's going to be a long one, or there might be a promo. There is no um, there is no marker in between this match right now. Got 20 minutes to go, folks. Bear with me. Single leg Boston Crab bet that's it. All right. Meh, meh, meh. 
A lot of heels at this time. The Berserker, Money Inc., Nasty Boys, Repo Man, Nails. Uh, a lot of guys to be built up for, I guess, Bret Hart to crush. I don't know. Cr crush to crush. <gasps> crush to crush. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Repo Man gets the rope. And he is faking like he's not going to tie up Brad or Fred or whoever that is. And he stomps him. Some kid is very pissed at Repo Man. Me too. Fuck out of here. Repo Man runs off. Thank you. Now the challenge. Saturday, August 1st at 10 a.m. Oh, my God. They're going to have body stars. It's going to be the WBF body stars against Ric Flair, Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase, uh, IRS, The Mountie, Ray Rougeau, and fucking The Berserker, Jim Nord. What the f John Nord. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Now, let's go to Mean Gene. Maybe we can catch that and we can do a review of this. Mean Gene is running down the big boss man's injuries due to nails that we caught weeks ago on Marking Out the Days. Folks, let's go to this audio. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week is back. Please welcome the big boss man. Oh, shit. Maybe Big Boss Man went to fat camp like Big Show would years later before he and Big Show would actually feud. The way I see it, this incident took place while you were in the line of duty. Your thoughts? That's right, Mean Gene. You know, I've never felt as lonely as I did when I was laying in that hospital bed, broken ribs, my face swollen up. A busted knee. The doctor's coming in telling me they don't know if I'd ever walk right again or not. As I laid there, I must have asked myself a thousand times, is it all worth it? Is being law, order, and justice in the World Wrestling Federation worth giving my life up for? Well, this question wasn't answered until I went home to Georgia, and I was sitting on my front porch. And a six-year-old boy, one of the neighbor's kids from down the street, came running down, hugged me around the neck. Nice, cool, abstract shirt in the front row. A guy has a shirt with flowers around it, and the font says, Button your fly. That six-year-old boy answered every question I needed to know. I'm here to tell you, I know what I have to do. Nails, you think but you didn't break me because you can't break the law. And I'm making a promise to that six-year-old boy and every man, woman, and child. 
boy, it's hot. It's hot. Fucking people are hot on this. <clears throat> Boss man twists his baton, and people love it. Man, he is hot right now. Oh, that was a good promo. Good intensity by Big Boss Man right there. Back with more WWF superstars. Let me turn this down. Oh, good. It's Jason Knight with the, uh, man, recently bleached at the top. That's looking nice. I like the little, uh, the little bleachness, if you guys know how I look right now. Anyhow, Jimmy Hart with the Mountie coming out. He's not the Mountie. Is he? No, he's not. He is. No, it's Raver Show. Uh, wait, no, it. he's the Mountie. Okay, anyhow, let's get back to this. Um, let's see how this match goes. I bet you it's going to be very exciting. Very exciting, right? Oh, he gets on the mic to sing his theme song. Always classic. Fans hate him here. Uh, this this crowd seems pretty hot at the time. Uh, him and Jason Knight. Mm. Let's see how this one goes. <coughs> cough, cough, cough. Sorry. <coughs> you guys are sitting with me live because I don't have a co-host. So that's what happens when you don't respect Retromania or us. You get this. Do you want this all the time? Uh, Raver Joe, anyhow, slaps Jason Knight, puts him in a half Nelson, twirls the other hand in a hammerlock, so a half Nelson hammerlock. Good intensity, smashes his face multiple times into the top rope. Turnbuckle, screams, I'm the Mountie. I'm sure you heard that. Great. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Jason Knight gets up slow. Mountie grabs him with... The claw? Whoa, it's the claw. Referee Tim White, I believe, calls uh, for the five count. Mountie is up. Let's see what he does next. Throws Jason Knight over the top rope. Oh, God, how fantastic. Gets down to the apron on the outside. Oh, throws Jason back first into the side of the ring apron. All right, nice. Lower back move right there. And on the cover of WWF magazine, it's the British Bulldog smoking crack. And he's just the British Bulldog, but he was secretly smoking crack it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, they talk about the feud going on between the Mountie and Sergeant Slaughter. Um, Mountie, boom! Beautiful drop kick to Jason Knight in the face inside the ring. Covers him with one boot on the throat. One, two, three. Wow. Embarrassing. Sorry, Jason. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Hart holding up that big-ass dildo uh, shock stick. And, yeah, he's Mountie's calling for it. He wants it in him. It, he wants it on the guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's going to turn it on. Oh, shit. We see the effects uh, and... <gasps> oh, shit. He was about to stick that in Jason's mouth. 
getting ready for some, you know what I'm, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Uh, Jimmy Hart is holding back the referee. Oh my God, he's going to shock Jason. He's getting closer and closer to his face. It's almost like, oh, he throws to the referee to scare him off, to intimidate him. Ugh, this is stupid. We go to a replay of the rest of the match. A beautiful drop kick, though, from Ray Rougeau, and Jason fucking does a, like, a back rolling flip. And uh, let's hear this from the Mountie. Kid holding his ears. Classic. Oh my goodness. Alright, there you see it, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, available this Thursday. WrestleFest 1992. Holy shit, do I remember that fucking classic Coliseum tape. WrestleFest 92. Oh, my God. Macho Man Randy Savage against IRS. We also get a recap of SummerSlam 1991 between Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. What's going on here? Tuesday in Texas, December 1991. Bret Hart defeating Skinner. Bret Hart versus the Barbarian. Interesting stuff. Commercial and back, and some kid is eating the Big Boss Man WWF Superstars ice cream bars. <coughs> Let's go to Razor. That's very, very irritating to Razor. Irritating. That's the sound of people in the WWF putting Razor down, man. Saying on some kind of a filthy, stinking cockroach. Sounds to me like maybe they're afraid of Razor Ramon. Ain't nothing to be scared of, man. What do you think? I'm some kind of a beach bully, man. I'm going to kick sand in your face, man. Chico, you try and stop me, man, and then we're going to have a big problem, man. I'm not going to kick sand in your face, Chico. I'm going to kick your stinking face into the sand. 
Wow, some uh, crazy stuff from Razor right there. Again, like we talked about, it is not the Razor that we know. This is all Vince right now. Hey! It's Vito Cruz. Wow. Oh, my God. Against the crack-smoking, wife-raping British Bulldog. Allegedly. Um... Yeah, so British Bulldog coming out with his, uh, as Elliot spoke of last episode, culture appropriating hair, motherfucker got braids and plaits and going on and shit. Damn, might as well just sport damn Jerry Curl coming out to the fucking ring or something. All right, Union Jack kind of looks like fucking a Confederate flag, so I'm going to support it. Front row fan right there, yeah, definitely. All right, so Razor, let's go over that promo. Razor Ramon is so fucking hot here. Um, this is great stuff by Vince and he claimed that he wanted the WWF title. Did he ever get it? No. Uh, we talked about plenty of times on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We all think that Razor Ramon deserved at least a title run. Um, he would have been a perfect champion. Um, now we get a test of strength between Bulldog and Vito. Bulldog gives Vito a nice arm drag, drop kick up, then into a body slam by Bulldog to beat. I'm sorry, by Vito. Shit. And the Repo Man is on picture in picture. And um, this feud has been going on for forever. I mean, why am I going over this? Why, why am I even doing this? What am I doing, guys? Anyhow, British Bulldog holds up Vito for a long-winded suplex. A delayed suplex, that is. Hits him on the ground. Fans are going wild for the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. <coughs> headbutt. 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 Danny Davis steps in says, fucking go home. Oh, no. Or counter back. Tito, Vito, whatever the fuck. Stromboli hits him in the eyes a couple times. Uh, bounces back off the ropes. Big back body drop from the bulldog to Vito. Then picks him up again. It's the running power slam he's setting up for. Oh, shit. The fans know it. Or that's piped in. Running power slam. One, two, three. That's it. I did it. Man, he's going to be, oh man, he's going to be, well, spoiler alert, he's going to be fucking main event in SummerSlam in Wembley. Makes so much sense. He's hot as shit right now, and they weren't pushing the guy. Uh, they should have pushed him years ago. Um, but, you know, Hogan, brother, dude, I got a little problem with the guy's stature and stature stamina and the size and the way he works the match. He, he doesn't do the you thing like me. He goes, yeah. Uh, Sean Mooney in the event center. Let's hear what this fag has to say. They had better be prepared for a dogfight. Up to this point, nobody has been able to figure out just what part of the animal kingdom Kamala hails from. The Ugandan giant is standing by with his handlers. Can you imagine? Racist. Look at across at this man, over 400 pounds, almost seven foot tall. 
and the man doesn't care about anything. He doesn't feel pain. And he doesn't care if he hurts you. The man doesn't care if he gets up on the top rope and flies through the air with the greatest of ease and comes down with the big splash. There's nothing left of you but a dark spot. What you have to realize is the only one in the whole world that can control him is Kim Sheik. So you better beware, because Kambala is coming after everybody Obviously, Kamala is not Jesus Christ. So far, the what was that? Ugandan has feasted on the competition, and he appears to be far from satiated. One individual who might the competitor from Uganda has feces on the competition. Chad Mooney, crush. Ever since I can remember, I just love to crush things. And we'll know that I'm a member of the World Wrestling Federation. Things here are just a lot bigger and a lot tougher to crush. In fact, this is where you find the biggest and toughest competition in the world, period. But I'd, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all you fans. Upon my arrival, you've been giving me a lot of support, and I certainly do appreciate it. But I'm going to have to send this message out to anyone who gets in Crush's way. I'm not the nicest guy in the world. I may not be the friendliest, but I am a fair man. But whoever steps in the ring with me is going to find out just why I got the name Crush. <laughs> so far, Crush's actions in the ring have been far louder than his words. Pudgy Crush, everybody. Pudgy Crush. He's been drinking a lot of Crush Cola, if you will. Sean Mooney in the event center. Thank you, Sean. Shut the fuck up. All right, we go to a commercial, and we are going to come back, and we are going to end this episode. We have about three minutes left of WWF Superstars. There's a kid in the crowd with an Ultimate Warrior shirt, and we announce more matches next week for SummerSlam. Shawn Michaels will be here with Sherry. And next week we will have a face-to-face interview with the two participants in the main event at SummerSlam, the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, next week, Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior face-to-face, yeah. Hi, hi. Me and the man, Ultimate Warrior, Skeleton to skeleton, and next week, Macho Man, I agree to listen. But if what you have to say is of any value, then I need not use my ears, only my eyes. In return, Macho Man, through the bloodshot vision of my eyes, I will let my warriors speak, and you will have nothing else to do. Oh, shit is getting deep on WWF Superstars, man. I can't believe that they went with the face-to-face route for Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man at this time. It's great. It's fucking groundbreaking. It's a way to grab people's attention 
for this feud. Um, <clears throat> I know at the time, uh, for me, collecting tapes, it was like, oh, Ric Flair, Macho Man, that's a good feud, but we, we saw the culmination at WrestleMania 8. This now is the SummerSlam following WrestleMania 8. So let's get geared up for Ultimate Warrior. Holy shit, the man that Hogan passed the torch to. The man that Hogan passed the torch to as well is Macho Man. These two guys are left over in WWF right now. While Hogan is, I don't know, dude, brother fucking Mr. Nanny. I'm sorry, I've been drinking a lot of Pepsi today. Pepsi Cola, not Coke, not Coke, Pepsi, diet Pepsi, because I am on a regimented diet. Okay, anyhow, Hulk Hogan, doing Mr. Nanny at the time, um, doing a lot of movies, moving away from um, bumping so much in the ring and becoming the man that you will uh, note of the 90s. Hulk Hogan was a wrestler who wrestled Few and far between in the 90s. Um, I think we can chalk up about a 100 to 200 matches in the 90s. That's it. Um, anyhow, I don't want to I don't want to stand on that that hill for right now. But uh, <laughs> one of the one of the most marketable people put over Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. And those guys are about to go head to head at SummerSlam 1992. We shall see how that pans out because we know that Bret Hart is, uh, is, is coming close to, um, coming close to, uh, getting there. So, uh, he is the Intercontinental Champion at the time. He was previewed and reviewed a lot on this episode of WWF Superstars. And, by the way, sorry we didn't have an episode of WCW Saturday Night, but this is how it goes sometimes. Um, you know, it, it's, it just be like that. So, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. It was a rare one to be precise about that uh, i don't think this will happen again i need a host you can find us on facebook by joining the community by searching retromania with the w w r e t r o m a n i a retromania or on twitter retromania pod or write to us at retromania podcast at gmail.com and as always you can find us on any podcast app by searching retromania with a w Everybody, join in the fun and like, share, rate, review, subscribe. It is the only way I will continue to do this. Okay? All right. Goodbye. Good night.